We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and I am reporting to you live from my new apartment, and I'm so happy. Guys, I feel like I have been talking about moving for so long that I can't believe I actually did it, and I'm actually here, and thank God I am, because truthfully, I think we are all a little tired of hearing about it. Um, so it's over, (laughs) but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more and then I'll probably never talk about it again, but it was a great move. Um, I'm in my apartment. I am absolutely loving it. It is beautiful. It is perfect. I will do some sort of apartment tour at some point. I don't know if I'll do it like soon or at the end of my lease, or if I'll do it on like Instagram reels. I don't know. But I do want to like show it off a little bit. It's so cute. It's so me. And it's everything I could have ever hoped and dreamed for and asked for. I absolutely adore it. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm so thankful to be here. Um, A question that I get asked a lot is why did you sell a house that you own to move into an apartment that you rent? Which is a great question and I've answered it before, but I will answer it again here just so that there's no 
confusion. So my condo I bought in 2016 and I loved it. It was a great condo, but I didn't expect to stay there for five years. So I just started getting a little over it. Um, I was lucky that I didn't have a lot of maintenance. Like I didn't have to shovel. I didn't have to mow my lawn. Uh, really the only thing I had to do was take my trash out to the dumpster. And of course it's a house. So, you know, when things break, you have to go fix it, stuff like that. But, um, and it's all like out of pocket, obviously, because it's your own house, but it was a very low maintenance condo. And I'm very lucky for that because I do not want to be doing like maintenance stuff on my house right now. No way. Um, but over the last two years, I say I've been toying around with the idea of selling my condo and moving. Um, but I always knew that I would get kind of like a price point that I was expecting to get on my condo. Like, I mean, to be candid, I was expecting to get like 189 out of my condo and that's kind of like where it was. Well, then the housing market literally blew up and it was an incredible time to sell. And I was like, I feel like I should really just take this opportunity right now to sell my condo and get more out of it than I ever thought I would. So I listed it and within a weekend, it was sold um, at an amazing price that I truly never expected to get. So it was more so just like the stars aligned. I knew I wanted to sell. The opportunity was right there to get a really good price for it. So I took advantage of that. And that's honestly the truth as to why I sold. It's not because I hated my condo. I literally moved 20 minutes away. Like I didn't go anywhere crazy. Um, but I just was kind of like ready to move on from it. And the opportunity was there. So I took advantage of it. And, um, you know, I did what everyone taught us to do when owning a home. I made money from it and it was great. You know, it was a great condo, but I moved on and I loved the time that I spent there. But on to next, newer and better things, right? Um, so then once I knew that the condo was selling, I started looking at other houses. I put two offers in on two houses and I didn't get either of them. One of them I really lowballed because I thought the house was way overpriced and I knew I'd never make my money back in like literally at least five years. So I lowballed it. They were like, you got to be kidding. And they were like, please submit another offer. And I was like, no way. So I didn't get that one, obviously. And the first one that I actually submitted an offer for, I went in, um, I think, I forget, I think like 10 or 15 over asking and it's still lost by like another 30 or $40,000 over my 10 or 15 asking. So I lost that one by a lot, but thank God I didn't overpay for it because again, I would have been in that house for a long time until I was able to make that investment back. So, um, the housing market just wasn't in my favor to buy. So once I was like, all right, I'm not going to be getting a house. I don't want to move back in with my parents. I'm going to rent until the market cools off a little bit. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm renting until the market cools off and I'm really loving it. I have to say it's been super easy. Um, financially, it makes a lot of sense for me to rent right now. And like, for example, yesterday, my dishwasher and garbage disposal weren't working. So I put in a work order request and they came and fixed it. And now it's working. It's awesome. Like it was super easy. So renting is really great for me right now. Granted, I've only been here like five days. So ask me in five months, in my opinion, my change. But right now I'm really enjoying it. I'm loving it. Honestly, it feels like I'm at a hotel. If I am completely honest, I feel like if I talk too loud, the hotel lobby staff is going to come up and be like, you need to keep it down. 
or I don't know. I just feel like I'm in a hotel. Like I've never lived in like an apartment complex before. Um, I did in LA for a hot minute, but I had roommates and I was 17. So I never really like thought about it all too much. Um, but other than that, I've never like been in a complex before in Philly. We had just like like almost like a house that we walked into that was an apartment. It had like two other units in the building, but that was really it. But this is more like a complex. So there's like a lot of people here. There's a staff that works here. So I don't know, like it's just something different that I have to get used to. Um, And like I have a package room. I have to go down to get my packages and I have a mail room, which is awesome because I never got my mail at my condo. Um, But now it's all like inside. I don't have to get cold whenever I want to go get my mail. So I don't know. I definitely have to adjust to it. Um, And I think I am adjusting to it, but it's definitely going to take some time to get used to. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a change to go from your own condo where my door was at the street and I could just walk in and get into my, my house. As of now, I like, you know, have a parking garage and I have the whole nine yards. Um, But it's definitely a good move for me. And I'm really happy here. Um, the space is very happy. It's super warm. I always have a candle going. It's nice and clean and I'm trying to keep it super, super clean. I feel like when I got my condo, I don't know. I just never kept it as clean as I would have liked to. Like I always had cleaning ladies come in every now and then, but this time I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take pride in it myself and do it myself. So I've been vacuuming, I've been cleaning, cleaning, And I really invested in solid pieces for this apartment as well. Like I'm sitting at my dining room table and chairs that I truly invested in that I want to bring to space to space, which is something that I didn't do in my condo before. I kind of just got like all Wayfair furniture and I was like, all right, this is what I want now. And it's stuff that, you know, was $200 I can throw out in five years if I don't want it anymore, which is exactly what I did. So now I have new furniture that I've invested in that I really love, that I cherish and that I see going from place to place wherever I end up next. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really loving it. I'm super happy here. And that means that video podcasts will hopefully be starting next week or the week after. Um, I got in all of my equipment today, actually. So it's all here. I'm currently looking at it. Um, my couch comes today. My couch is the last thing to come from my apartment. After that, I need to order like a coffee table, but I don't know what I want the coffee table to be yet. So that's technically the last thing. But my couch in my mind is like my last thing. So my couch comes today, which I'm so grateful that I didn't have to wait forever. As we all know, couches are on like extreme back order right now. So I actually ordered my couch on September 8th and I, I'm getting it today on October 8th. So it took a month for my couch to get here, which I think in the grand scheme of the couch world right now is a really good time frame. I got my couch from Living Spaces and hopefully it shows up in good condition. We will see when it gets here. But I feel like the shipping was relatively quick. Um, the delivery was relatively easy to set up. So that's really exciting. Um, but yeah, that is my, my little apartment situation. Other than that, everything is here. My makeup, my bedroom, my dining table, my couch chest, my TV chest, bar stools, everything's here. So 
Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I'll post on my Instagram like little photos of my apartment. If you guys want to follow my Instagram, it's at Tori Sterling underscore. And I have another moving vlog going up on Wednesday, um, which I know you guys are really excited for. And then I'm also doing a Sunday reset, which is going up next Wednesday. And then the Wednesday after that, I'm doing a week of waking up at 5 a.m. every day. So very excited for the videos that are to come out on my YouTube channel as well. I just feel like good things are in the works here. So yeah, I'm loving it. I'm drinking a coffee. How many more times can I say I'm loving it? I should really stop with that. But yeah, it's just overall really good vibes here. And I've been super happy. And I'm really grateful that I'm able to be in this apartment. And a lot of it is because of you guys. And listening to this podcast means the world to me. And when you guys listen, I truly get to live out my dreams. So thank you. And I just love the community that we've created on Manifest. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I finished the season. I finished season one and I felt so bad. I couldn't remember like anyone's name. I couldn't remember Mary's name. God bless Mary. Love you, girlfriend. Um, but I think my favorite, my three favorites on the season are Heather. I just really like Heather. I think she's a queen. I think she keeps it super real. And I think she just rocks. Like I would just love to be her friend. Maybe she changes in season two. I don't know. But after watching season one and the reunions, which I never watched the reunions, I just really like Heather. I just think she's cool. I think she's down to earth. I just really like her a lot. And apparently so does Rihanna. So Heather, if you're listening to this, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Maybe I'll DM her. Okay, I will. I'll DM her and ask her to be on the podcast. But I really like her. So I loved Heather. Um, of course I love Meredith Marks. Who doesn't love Meredith Marks? I feel like she's just a fan favorite. And I also think she's like too good for the show. I don't know. Like she deserves her own show. She's just so cool. Or she should be on like Beverly Hills or something. I don't know. In my mind, Beverly Hills is like the elite housewives because I love that, that, um, like version of the show so much. So I don't know, but I just really like Meredith Marks. I think she rocks. Her and Seth are super cool. Um, she just rocks. And the way that she talks, how do people develop those voices? Like really, honestly, how? And how do they always maintain that voice? I know you guys are gonna be like, well, it's just their voice. But like, don't you think it's like not calculated, but almost calculated? Like, how do you always talk like that? Crazy. I kind of wish I had a cool voice like that. Mine's just this. It's not fun. It's just this. To go along with cool voices, I still like Lisa Barlow. She is also my queen. They came at her heavy in the reunion, but she's still my queen. In my mind, her name is Emily, and I don't know why, but she just looks like an Emily to me, not at all a Lisa. And I feel like in last week's episode, I actually might have referred to her as Emily a time or two, just because like when I see her on the show, I'm like, oh, Emily. I don't know why. But she's an Emily in my mind. But yeah, those three are my fave. I really do enjoy the three of them. Heather, um, Meredith, and Lisa. I just really like them. Um, I think they rock. Out of all three, I can't choose a favorite. I like them all for different reasons. They just rock. Um, so yeah, that's that on that. Um, it was a good season. I can't get season two yet because it's not out on Hulu. So I'm currently on season four of Orange County, Housewives of Orange County. Um, it's just so old. Like it's so old. It's not at all like what the housewives are about now. So I just kind of have to get through it, but I want to know the characters. I want to know their backstory. I want to know the people. So I'm just like suffering through it, <laughs> but I'll catch up to Orange County. Um, but I think that's like my bread and butter right now. Um, Paradise is finished. Bachelor in Paradise. Honestly, good season, but I don't know if I'm going to keep watching Bachelor. I'm just kind of like growing out of it a little bit. 
And I just feel like the Bachelor franchise is just so bizarre these days. I don't know. It's just like not really what I'm about anymore. So I think I'm just going to move on from it, <laughs> to be completely honest. I didn't watch Katie's season. I'm probably not going to watch Michelle's season. And I only watched Paradise because I was like, I typically like Paradise, but Paradise wasn't the same um, as it was before. Nothing that like before it was perfect because I felt like bored watching the ones, the seasons before too, but I typically like Paradise more. But after watching this one, I think I'm just done with it altogether, to be honest. Um, I'm on to bigger and better things like Housewives, of course. Um, also, I started this Squid Game, which is the thing on Netflix that everyone is talking about. Um, yeah, I'm like one episode in, so I don't really have much to say about it, but um, pretty cool that that show was. I saw an, uh, a, a tweet, I think, that someone posted on Instagram because I don't have Twitter that said, that the writer of the squid game was writing that show for 10 years and it got turned down by like several studios. And now it's going to be like the number one show on Netflix. Really, really cool to hear that. Um, and just an awesome story. I love hearing that sort of stuff. Um, also I've been watching the hunger games. I don't know why, but it showed up on my Hulu and I was like, fuck yeah, I want to watch the hunger games. So I watched the hunger games and I'm obsessed again. Um, I finished like the first movie yesterday today, I'm going to watch Catching Fire and then I'm going to finish like Mockingjay part one and two. So excited. Going to watch that on my new couch. So pumped for that. But yeah, that was a good surprise to get into. Um, also, I haven't talked about books in a while and truthfully, it's because I haven't been reading. Um, I go in like big phases with, with, whoa, with reading where I'm like very into it and then very not into it. So lately I've just been not into it. But my friend Kelly... Um, the other day at the studio was like, you need to read this book. It's called Whistles and Roars by Kay Webster. And I was like, all right. So I ordered it on Amazon, but I didn't want to wait. So then I just bought it on my iPad, canceled my Amazon order, and I'm currently reading it now. Um, I'm not going to say anything about it because the author says to go into it blind and I'm not very far into it. I'm like just at about page 100. Um, and I know apparently shit hits a fan on page 150. So I'm almost there. So far, I'm liking it. Um, so far, I will say it's a little dark. Um, so if you have, I don't know, like sensitivity to like dark novels, maybe this isn't it, but it's definitely dark. It's definitely heavy so far. Um, but I'm very curious to see how it ends. And like I said, the author said to go into a blind. So I did not read any summary, any review. There are no spoilers of this book anywhere on the website or on the internet in general. Um, that's what the author like wanted. So I went into a completely blind and that's what she recommends everyone do. So that's all I'm going to say about the book, but I'm really liking it so far and I'm very excited to see shit hit the fan and I'm very excited to see the ending of this book. So um, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Again, that's called Whistles and Roars by Kay Webster. Um, let's see, what else is there? I guess that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk to you guys about and update you guys on. Um, guys, I'm very excited for today's episode because last week I had Natalie Patterson on the podcast. She is a scientist turned CEO of InGarden and InGarden was a, and currently is a sponsor of this podcast. 
And from having her as a sponsor, I wanted to know more about her and that's how I had her on the show. Well, today I'm very excited to have the exact same story, essentially. Today's guest is Lauren Wong. Lauren is a consumer with a problem turned CEO. She is really cool, really, really badass. She is the owner and founder of the Flex Company. You guys know Flex. I talk about them a lot. Flex Company makes the period cups and the period discs that I talk about, like the Flex Disc and the Flex Cup. I personally have switched over to the Flex Cup since I was introduced to Flex products and I can never go back to tampons. Um, what I really like about today's topic with Lauren is that she is not afraid to talk about the taboo subject of a period. And I don't know why a period is something that is so taboo. We all get periods. We all have to quote unquote deal with them. We may as well make it comfortable and not only comfortable for our bodies, but comfortable to talk about. Um, I just really enjoyed my interview today with Lauren, and I think you guys are too. It's just a girly episode, and sometimes you need just straight up girl talk, and today is just girl talk. We talk periods, we talk sex, we talk everything, anything girl product. Um, We also talk about entrepreneurship and how she was a like I said, consumer with a problem turned CEO with a solution. And she's just a really cool girl. And I think you guys are absolutely going to adore her and really enjoy this episode. So without any further ado, let's get on to today's interview guest, Lauren Wong, CEO of The Flex Company. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so 
hot and uncomfortable but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with Asana. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Manifest. We're so excited to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. Absolutely. So why don't you give my listeners a little bit of background about you um, so they can get to know you and how you started the Flex company? Yeah. So I'm, like you said, the CEO and founder of Flex. Um, We're located in Venice. Um, We have three offices that are headquartered in, in Venice, California. Um, And I started my company back in 2015 because I really wanted to transform the lives of people with periods. Um, I was getting yeast infections for over 15 years and really had no intention of becoming an entrepreneur. My background was in marketing. Um, I worked at places like IBM and Coca-Cola before starting the company really in marketing. Um, And I was just you know, your average everyday person walking around with a yeast infection. So you knew then when you were getting yeast infections that there had to be a solution and there was a gap in the market. Yeah. I mean, I had a nurse practitioner tell me, look, I'm not writing another prescription for you for yeast infections until you quit using tampons and pads. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is 2011 when she said this to me. 
Um, and it kind of set me on this multi-year journey to try all different types of period products. Um, at that point I had like become a vegetarian and like changed my, you know, soap and my laundry detergent, nothing was working. Um, and through trying period products from all over the world, I, um, discovered that they are made from the same handful of manufacturers. They're really the same products and different packaging. And I spent hundreds of dollars and I was really <laughs> pissed off about it. So I started talking to my friends. I'm like, did you know this? Like, do you even like your period products? And, and what people would tell me, was like, I, I never really thought about like my tampons or my pads, but like, I hate my period. Like I freaking hate my period. I hate the smell. I hate the cramping. I hate the bloating. I feel like, you know, I don't want to like go on a date or I don't want to get my period on a vacation or if I'm getting married. Um, but a lot of people don't attribute those uncomfortable symptoms and uncomfortable period with their period products. And so I think in hearing all of their problems, I felt very called to do something to help them. And, um, and actually like, I was just like hosting these little dinners for people to come and dish on periods and they became pretty popular. Um, and it kind of grew by word of mouth. And I, I all of a sudden had you know strangers from out of state texting me, asking to order my period product. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I have a marketing job. <laughs> like, I don't have a period product, but they're like, I heard that you're going to make one. And, and, and I really felt, you know, in that moment that I didn't have a choice. I mean, it took me a couple of years to convince myself actually to start a company, but um, really at the core of it was I felt called to serve other people, you know, who yeah. have uncomfortable periods. I love that. And I think it's such an organic way to enter into something that you're passionate about. And that has been helping women everywhere. I mean, it's been incredible. Um, so what has it been like transitioning from the role of a consumer with a problem to being a CEO with a solution? It's been a wild ride. Um, I've had to grow a lot. And I really, um, you know, attribute that to having a growth mindset and kind of having to get over my fear of failure and like my need for perfectionism that I used to have. I don't have that anymore. It's gone. It's dead. It died. <laughs> that perfectionism is gone. Um, but, you know, I think we have this really big thriving community of, of users um, where, you know, we've become the top selling um, sustainable period care brand in the U S um, and like we have this online community of over 15,000 um, consumers who like partner with us to develop new products, um, which is really exciting. We call them the Uterati. Um, and we're coming out with new products every year. We have uh, two coming out next year. And I think that that transformation from, you know, having a problem myself to having this movement, this community, this group of people that we're all working together to kind of change the space. Yeah, it's so exciting and it's incredible to watch. Um, a lot of our manifest listeners, um, goals that I hear all the time from them is that they want to start a business, they want to solve a problem, they want to create a product. Um, and questions for me coming from my background that I always get is, you know, I love that you opened up a studio, you're starting a business. But the question that I get all the time, which I'm sure that you also get as well, is that there are a lot of challenges when creating a company, opening up a business. What are some of the biggest challenges that you faced through starting your company? Yeah, 
I think my, my first was just my own mindset, right? Like I was riddled with fear. I mean, I grew up in a family where we didn't have a lot of money and we really struggled financially. And I think because of that, like I never wanted to be an entrepreneur and I was just so terrified. So I had to wake up every single day and like remind myself my purpose, my mission, like what I'm trying to do. And like that I'm here to help other people. And it's really not about me. Like I got to get over my own fear and, and embrace love and choose love and, and choose to be positive and choose to take every setback as a learning opportunity and a growth moment. Um, and you know, the, the trick to getting started is just to get started. It's just to do it. You know, I, I made a list of everything that I didn't know how to do. So, I mean, it was a very, very long list. I still have the notebook, but it was like, I know nothing about manufacturing. I mean, I knew a little bit about manufacturing, but basically nothing about manufacturing, supply chain, medical devices, regulatory like requirements for medical devices in the US. Um, I didn't know about being a CEO. I didn't know how to raise money. I didn't know any of these things. And so what I started doing was um, like emailing everyone that I knew, anyone who I'd ever met, like just like a massive email boss to say, hey, like I'm looking for an expert in supply chain. Does anyone know anyone? And this like recruiter who I'd met like 10 years before emailed me and was like, oh, my next door neighbor is like the global head of supply chain at Nike. Let me ask him if you want to talk, if he wants to talk to you and help you. And sure enough, like I get this guy on the phone, uh, fast forward, I end up flying to Portland. He helps me put together like my first um, operating model. And, um, and he's still an advisor to the company today, but I was just really surprised like when you put something out into the universe and you're like, I know this is what I have to do. I know this is what I need to do. Um, you'll find people along the way that will help you, but learning to ask for help, like getting started, like getting over my fear of failure, learn, you know, just getting started, just like starting the work. And then uh, I think, you know, putting yourself out there and, and being able to ask for help. Those are three things that um, I would encourage everyone to do who's thinking of starting a company. So is that sort of the same process that went into um, your products? Like, tell us about your products. Like, what's the difference between um, the disc and the cup? I personally use the cup and I adore it. It's it's like literally changed my life. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, I'm on my period today. Perfect. I've been using a cup for the last three days. And today I'm using a disc. I like to switch back and forth between both of them. Um, they serve different needs. And actually a lot of people use more than one period product. Like even if you're a tampon user, you probably use a panty liner or a pad. You know, a lot of cup users also use period panties, for example, um, or reusable pads or regular pads, whatever. Um, so uh, our disc is our number one selling product. I have one right here. I'll, sh- I'll show you, but it looks almost like a diaphragm. Um, I like to describe the disc as something between a tampon and a cup. And the reason why is you can wear it all day for 12 hours, similar to how you can wear a cup, Um, but it empties itself. So when you go to pee, it, it just empties itself out and you can keep going throughout your whole day. So you don't have to pull it out and rinse it out and put it back in. So if you have a very heavy flow um, or you, you know, are at school or at work or in a, in a, in an, in an airplane, like I was yesterday, you can't take out your cup and like rinse it out in the airplane bathroom. I mean, you could, but I, I wouldn't recommend, <laughs> recommend it unless you really have to, but with the disc, you can just put it in, go all day, pee, you can have sex with it in, you can have oral sex or penetrative sex with it in. It blocks odor. 
um, and it collects your blood for 12 hours and it holds up to three super tampons worth of fluid. Um, and at the end of the day, you dispose of it. So a cup, you're like reusing it, boiling it between uses. Um, and it, a cup is fully sustainable. So the disc is more sustainable than tampons and pads because you end up using 60% less waste. So the average user would probably use about eight discs per cycle versus 18 to 21 tampons plus pads plus whatever. Um, so that's the disc. The main benefit people tell me is that it reduces their cramps. So they have like let, like 60% of our users say they have fewer cramps when they use the disc. Um, I can't explain why. We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> My best guess is because of where it sits in your body. It sits um, not in your vaginal canal, like a, like a tampon or a cup, but higher up around your cervix. And the space up there is called the vaginal fornix, which is wider and there's fewer nerve endings. So it's called flex because it's, soft, it's flexible, it moves with your body. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people say they have fewer cramps. Um, going back to the cup, your favorite product. Um, this bad boy is right here. I just pulled her out of my suitcase. Um, a lot of people have heard of cups. Most people have not tried a cup yet. Um, a cup is a fully reusable um, period product that can be worn for up to 12 hours. Um, and people love it because they last for years and ours is black and it was intentionally black, um, because it doesn't stain. And I know with a lot of other cups, they get stained and people will talk about like using peroxide or something. Don't do that. It like erodes the silicone, but you can use this. It should last longer. Um, what makes our cup so unique is it has this, um, patented pull stem that you can see right here, which serves two purposes. This is the game changer. The pull tab is, this is what's up. So the first purpose is you can adjust the length. So if you have a long vagina or short vagina, or you're not sure if your vagina is short or long, this cup will fit you. <laughs> and the second thing is um, it breaks the seal. So this solves the problem of removal. Um, when you're trying to get your cup out with the regular cup, you, you're, um, you guys stick your fingers inside of your vagina and kind of pull it out, which can be really messy. Um, and we heard from a lot of people who use tampons, they wanted a cup that would be easier to remove like a tampon. So that's why it has this pull string that breaks the seal. And again, this is patented um, as well. So it's the only cup on the market that does that. And I think that's incredible. And it really is like going from my transition from tampons to the cup, having the pull tab has been such a game changer because before that I was, and I don't think I'm alone in this intimidated to switch from you know what I've been doing my whole life which was pads and tampons into more of a cup and then next would be like a disc I think if some people are intimidated to like actually stick their fingers up their vagina and get out their cup like not everyone wants to do that when they're first like you know getting their period and like learning more about themselves um so I think the pull tab is a great transition into you know switching from traditional period products into like a cup I think it's incredible um, so going along with that, these products, I'm assuming they're very easy for new users. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, thinking back to those days when I was having those, you know, dinners at my apartment in San Francisco, um, and, and the decision to start the company, um, our, our products are designed with real customers. So like we, we work with real people. We have that big research uterati community, um, and we work with them on, testing and trying different iterations of the product. Our next two products that are coming out um, are 
are, we've been working with consumers from um, one was two and a half years and the other is almost five years to really perfect the design to make them as foolproof, as user-friendly as possible. Because we get that most people haven't tried these and most people are pretty nervous to try something new and afraid of the learning curve, you know. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another thing that you would always hear growing up is toxic shock. Yeah. You hear all the time. Can your products give toxic shock? I think anything that's internally worn can uh, cause toxic shock syndrome. Um, the disc has never been linked. I mean, neither we've never had a reported case of toxic shock at the Flex Company. Um, the disc, discs in general as a category, um, have not been linked to toxic shock syndrome. Um, there have been, I think, maybe two or three instances of cups ever causing toxic shock, but not our cups specifically. Um, and, and the reason why is uh, if you use a cotton um, product, and there is a, uh, actually medical research that just came out, I think a couple of weeks ago, where it's like the oxygen that is in the cotton products that you're putting inside of your body creates um, a, a, a space a healthy space where that bacteria can grow. And a lot of us naturally have um, the strain of staph infection on our outside of our skin that causes toxic shock, which is fine if it's outside of your body, but once it's inside of your body, it needs to host to grow on. And so the thing about cups and discs is they're made out of medical grade materials that are not cotton, that do not promote the growth of um, the particular bacteria that causes toxic shock. Um, if that makes sense. And that's why it's super important that between uh, periods that you are boiling your menstrual cup and that you are always washing your hands um, with, with warm water and, and, and soap and washing them well. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, both of our products have been tested extensively. They've been on the market now for many years. Um, we've manufactured millions of products, no, no instances of uh, reported TSS. So I say that, you know, compared to a tampon, that's a little bit different. I don't know if that the tampons can claim that. Now, normally when I'm very regular with my period, so I get it every single Wednesday night going into Thursday morning. <laughs> wow. It's like, so, like every single, I know exactly when it's coming every single Wednesday night. Well, not every single, but you know what I mean? Whenever it's my time. So I normally will put my cup in when I go to bed because I know waking up like it's coming overnight. Yeah. And is that safe to do that? Because I know typically, you know, you're not always supposed to do that with all period products. Like you're not bleeding yet, so you shouldn't put them in yet. But can I do that with um, Flex products? Yeah, you can put in any, not just our brand, you can put in any cup or disc um, ahead of your period. That's one of the things that I really like about it. We're on a date and you're like, I'm not really sure if my period's going to come tonight or not. It's totally safe to put one in. You don't have to worry about it. 
make sure you take it out, you know, every 12 hours, like you're supposed to, but um, it's totally fine to put in in advance. You don't want to put a a dry tampon. Not only would that be uncomfortable, but it's also not safe um, because of TSS. Yes, exactly. So I think that's like such a game changer to be able to put it in when you're anticipating it coming. Um, Now I'm really, really active and I know a lot of my listeners are as well. Well, um, the disc and cup, will they prevent leaks when I'm, you know, I run, I spin, I'm, I'm walking, I'm very active. Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of professional athletes who use our products. So, um, professional, uh, bodybuilders, weightlifters, surfers, WNBA, uh, professional women's professional soccer players, you name the sport and people are using our, our period products, um, for them. And I also am super active. I run, I lift, I lift very heavy weights. I do kettlebells. Um, and I've never had any issues with leaking and I wear like little short shorts to the gym. And I never, (laughs) I never think twice about it. I also wear a shirt that says I'm on my period to the gym, even when I'm not on my period. (laughs) Whenever I'm on my period and I'm using um, a flex cup, I'll wear white leggings to spin class. And everyone's always like, oh my God, how are you doing it? And I'm like, well, I have a cup in. Like, I'm so confident in the product. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I wore a bikini all weekend. Um, and it was like the first two days of my period, which are so heavy. Right. Uh, and I didn't have a single week. All the ladies there were very impressed. They were like, whoa, you're bold. I'm like, they work. Like, <laughs> don't take my word for it. Just try it out. Try it out for yourself. It definitely works. Now, you kind of touched on this a couple of minutes ago, but I wanted to bring it back. So when is the right time to empty a cup? Would it be in the shower? Like you said, you wouldn't really want to do it on like, you know, in a plain restroom. But can you do it, you know, if you're at like your boyfriend's house, can you do it at like their house? Like when is the right time to be emptying your cup? When it's full. (laughs) Before before it gets too full. Um, It takes a few cycles to be able to figure it out, right? Like how much blood is actually coming out because heavy, you know, a really heavy flow to one person might be more like a medium flow to somebody else. And everyone's body is different. Every period is different. Um, not everyone. I mean, maybe not yours because your period always comes on a Wednesday. A lot of other folks, like your periods can vary. Um, I would say, you know, when you're first learning, it's kind of the nice thing about the disc because you don't really need to know as long as you're going to the bathroom, you know, somewhat frequently, you'll get, you'll get to learn to know your body with the cup. Um, you cannot leave it in longer than 12 hours. That's what the FDA makes us say. And, um, you, you, you know, I, I think the first time you try it, wear a pad, um, or some period panties as a backup while you're getting used to it, but you can take it out, you know, after a few hours on your first day and take a look at it and see how full it is, um, before you decide to, you know, put it back in. And that should help you gauge how quickly it fills up. Um, for where can you change it? I mean, you can change it anywhere. You can change it. I, I say make sure that your hands are clean before you change either of our products. Um, and uh, I like taking mine out in the shower. I, I When I'm on my period, I usually shower like quick body shower in the morning and then once in the evening. Um, and that's a great time to empty out your cup. But you can do it over a toilet as long as you have a sink nearby. Yeah. I always do mine in the shower too. So I think that's the superior time to do it, but that's just my opinion. Um, now I love that you were talking about like these dinners that you were having to talk about period care. I feel like 
talking about periods is so taboo and I don't understand why considering half the population gets a period. Um, And I really think it should be more freely talked about. Why is it you think that it's so taboo to talk about period care? My hypothesis, and you tell me what you think about this, is I think sex ed in the U.S. is only mandated in, I believe, 23 states. It's something in the low 20s. Um, So if you look at it that way, you know, more than half of the states are not teaching kids like basic things about periods. And even in the states that do, um, it like the topics and, and the way that they describe things varies widely. So a lot of people just don't understand periods fundamentally from a very young age. And in the schools where they are teaching, they typically separate the girls and the boys. And then the girls are getting all the conversations about menstruation. And you're told like, hide your tampon, hide your pad. Also, it's like hard as a child to like even get a bathroom pass. Right. And you don't want to be like the girl, like raising your hand, like, Mrs. Smith, can I please go to the bathroom? And I was like, oh, she's on a period, right? <laughs> like, um, thinking back to those traumatic uh, middle school years. Um, but I think because they separate the boys and girls, because it is, we're told like to hide our tampons, hide our pads, it just becomes very salacious at, at a young age where it's like, what are the girls talking about, right? And then, and then, and then that becomes a joke rather than having everyone together and being like, everyone comes from a uterus and like once a month, your uterus shine, uh, sh- sheds the lining and like, that's called a period. And here's different products and boys should know about it just as much as girls. And I think, um, that, that is kind of where we're conditioned at a very early age. And then everyone else isn't even talking about it. I don't, I can't even tell you how many women have told me that they got their period and like their mom never even told them what their period was. And they had to like figure it out. I mean, wouldn't you be terrified if you're like 11 or 12 and, and then you just start bleeding out of your vagina? Like, not what's going on? Uh, so I think it's really important, to, you know, to start talking about it and talking about it at a young age. I agree. I definitely agree. And I think that's a big reason to it. I mean, even now, like with traditional, like with tampons and stuff, they even say like on the boxes, like, oh, we've redesigned our packaging to be even quieter. It's as if it's just like something to be so ashamed about. But it's just not. Um, So I think that's a great hypothesis. I'm with it. I agree with it. And I really like it. Um, So I have one more question for you, Lauren. And it's where do you see the Flux company going in 20 years? I see us being international. Um, I see us, you know, the brand being ubiquitous the way that Tampax is today. Like we all think that everybody uses tampons, but it's actually like majority in the U.S. people use tampons. In most other countries around the world, um, people don't use tampons. They mainly use pads. Um, and I think the reason why is because the technology hasn't changed fundamentally in nearly a hundred years. And people in other countries are scared of toxic shock, but they're also, they, they realize it's a subpar product experience. And I think that the 51% of the population, right, menstruates. And I think, you know, four periods to become like your period week to become just as awesome as every other week. And to really believe that we've got to get our products out into the hands of people everywhere, no matter where they live or where they work or what they do. Um, and that that's a big, big goal of mine. Um, I think, you know, we'll have other products. Like, like I said, it takes us anywhere from two and a half to five years just for these next two products. 
um, to, to do the research and development. And um, I think different people in different cultures and different environments have different needs and desires. And we haven't started working with those consumers yet on like what their period product should look like, right? So I just imagine us having like a whole suite of different solutions for different types of people that were built in partnership with them to solve their problems. I love that. I can't wait to see where the company goes in years to come. It's been incredible talking with you today. Um, where can my listeners find you? Where can they find your products? Where can they follow Flex? Yeah, thanks. I had so much fun talking to you. And um, I, I love your podcast. I love your positivity. And thank you. it's like a great way to start out the week. Um, you can find our products at 25,000 retail doors in the US. So Target, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Ralph's, Kroger, HEB, like you name it. You can find our products on online at flexfits.com. Um, but probably the easiest thing is just look us up on Instagram and our handle is at flex. And you can see my handle is linked um, in the bio. So you can follow along my story too, if, if that's something that would be interesting to you. Yeah, of course. Lauren, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure to have you on. Come back anytime. You're always welcome. Thank you so much. And I'm here if you have any other questions about paper planters or all things entrepreneurship. I absolutely love what you're doing. And I think you're going to be successful at whatever you try. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are so kind. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the episode today. If you guys want to hear more on this topic, I would absolutely love to expand on it. We can have an even more in-depth girl talk um, episode where we just talk about even more things like TMI, girly, all and on, of course. But you guys can submit questions and we can just talk about it on this episode or I should say on this podcast rather than this episode because we'll do another episode about it. Um, but if you guys are interested in that, I too would be interested in that. And I just think it is something that, you know, since the podcasting space has become more talked about, but I'm happy to continue into that conversation and contribute to it. So yeah, if you guys want to hear more on this topic, let me know. And I would love to do another episode about it. Um, I'm really excited for next week's episode because I'm going to do a follow-up on an episode that I posted about a year ago called, Does Anyone Have a Healthy Relationship with Food? And I'm very excited to do a follow-up on that. So that's going to be next week, hopefully in a video podcast format as well. So guys, I want to thank you again so much for always being so welcoming to all of our guests. Be sure to show them lots and lots and lots of love. Go get yourself a flex cup or a flex disc, baby. It is so worth it. Um, it's the best thing I've ever put in my vagina, truly. And I love it. So guys, have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys all next Monday. And have the best Manifest Monday of your life. Bye, guys. Bye.